This is a download from Channel 4. To find out more, go to channel4radio.com. Previously on Lost. Two players, two sides. One is light, one is dark. Do you want to know a secret? What if everything that happened here happened for a reason? We can't live together. We're going to die alone. I thought I heard whispering. We're not the only people on this island, and we all know it. We have only three choices. Run, hide, or die. Do you think we're being punished? Every 108 minutes, the button must be pushed. Guys, where are we? This is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee, and we're once again down the hatch to fill you in on all the things you may have missed about the latest episode of Lost. This week, the panel will be scrutinising episode 16, The Whole Truth, and I'll mainly be scrutinising the scene with Sun in her negligee. I'm joined by my highly knowledgeable panel of Lost experts, and although I've banished Geeky Tom, he will be contributing yet again, this week interviewing Jin. We'll also be reading your theories, and there'll be a chance to get your hands on lots of lovely Lost goodies. So grab your magnifying glass and come join us down the hatch as we bring you UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. This week we're joined by Aidan. Hello, Aidan. Hello. We've got Nikki back again. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Ian. And Paul, the editor of Lost magazine. Hello. The question this week is, and we'll start with you, Paul, uh, which characters would you like to see come together and have their own little storyline? People maybe we've not seen interacting before. Oh, that's a tricky one. I think that we've not seen any kind of, like, hunting or anything like that for ages. We saw the Hunting? Yeah, we saw the boar stuff at the beginning of season one and Locke's the man for all of that with his knife mm. selection. So I think get Locke and maybe Vincent, you know, the dog. We've not seen yep. the dog. Yep. For a while, and Bernard, yeah, and that, get, get those together and train Vincent up to a bit more useful because he's just cute and wanders around at the moment. And yeah. Bernard is just Bernard, so let's make him Bernard's you know, all, we'll talk the, him the hunting, the hunting psycho or something. He's getting on my nerves, he's Bernard. <laughs> well, Bernard is hot. Oh, come on, no. uh, Nikki, which, which characters would you like to see come together and have their own little story? I would like to see Desmond come back, really. Yeah, I. I I wonder why he ran off. I want to know where he ran off He's to. He's a bottler. And I want to know what he and Henry Gale would talk about if they got together. Did anybody else find Desmond quite irritating? I, and he was I found him irritating, but yeah. I'd like to brother. know more. It's all about brother. <laughs> I'd, yeah, oh, oh, brother. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. It's Welsh. Aidan, uh, good to have you back, sir. Hi. <laughs> um, uh, which characters would you like to see come together? I think probably just Charlie and Kate because of what's going on in real life between Apparently the two. they are... Uh, having lots of lovely fun together, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, uh, neither of those two do it for me, so uh, no. it's a horrible image. No. Anyway, no. we have just been watching episode 16, uh, but before we get stuck into analysing it, here's a run-through of this week's events. In flashbacks, we see that Jin and Sun have been trying for a baby. However, on visiting a fertility doctor, they're told that Sun is incapable of conceiving. However, when Dr Kim meets Sun in the street, he reveals that it is in fact Jin who is infertile, but he lied, fearing Jin might react 
react violently. Back on the island, Sun feels ill and approaches Sawyer to look through his medicine stash. He's typically unhelpful and presses Sun to reveal what she needs. Tell you what, tell me what you're looking for and it's yours, gratis. Can't I just look myself? It's not a drugstore, sweetheart. I need a pregnancy test. Son's pregnancy test shows positive and on consulting Jack, he confirms that she is pregnant. When she seems reluctant to tell Jin about the baby, Jack recommends that she keep nothing from him. Son, my advice, and, and it's just that, because I'm the last person to ask about this, but you should tell him. And when you do, you should tell him everything, the whole truth. On the island, Sun finds Jin and confesses both that she is pregnant and that he is sterile. Jin looks confused until Sun swears to him that she's never been with another man. He's delighted and pronounces the baby a miracle. Further flashbacks reveal that Sun had been planning to run away to America and was secretly taking English lessons from Jay Lee, the man she had the arranged date with. It appears that Jay Lee was very fond of her and suggested she stay in Korea with him. Meanwhile, further rifts are showing in Jack and Locke's relationship. Without telling Jack, Locke approaches Anna Lucia to interrogate Henry Gale. She convinces Henry to draw a map to his balloon in order to discover whether he is an other or really just a balloonist. Without telling Locke and Jack, Anna Lucia takes the map and recruits Saeed to help her locate the balloon. In classic form, Charlie tags along. On their trek, Anna Lucia takes the opportunity to apologise to Saeed about Shannon's death, but Saeed makes it clear that he doesn't blame her. You were trying to protect your people. It wasn't you that killed Shannon, it was them. Once we find out he is one of them, then something will have to be done. When the search party can't find the balloon, Anna Lucia insists they search more thoroughly. On the beach, Bernard is searching for oysters as a gift for Rose. He asks Jin to help when Sawyer appears. Sawyer reveals son's pregnancy, but Jin doesn't understand English. In fact, we hear his interpretations of the conversation, heard backwards. So let's enjoy that sequence with the power of a computer now played forwards. Let Sunshine tell him. Hell no. You should tell him. Well, not my place. Why aren't you going to tell him that? Well, well, how do you know? Well, I got my source. Mmm. Back at the hatch, Henry Gale joins Locke and Jack for breakfast. After asking probing questions about the hatch, he reveals that Anna Lucia has gone searching for the balloon and suggests a rather ominous possibility. Of course, if I was one of them, these people that you seem to think are your enemies, what would I do? There'd be no balloon. So I'd draw him after a real secluded place, like a cave or some underbrush. Good place for a trap. An ambush. And when your friends got there, a bunch of my people would be waiting for them. And then they'd use them to trade for me. I guess it's a good thing I'm not one of them, huh? And on this cliffhanger, the episode ends, ladies and gentlemen. I guess the key thing here is uh, son's pregnancy, son's baby. Uh, is it really gins, do we think, Paul? Well, it's too, we were talking about this, weren't we? And it would be too obvious if it was, in the sense of when they had their homecoming about a week ago mm. on the island timeline. It, it, so it could be, but it's far more interesting to think about who else it could be, clearly. But then... They've been there two months, so if she actually got together with uh, with Jay Lee, she would be two months pregnant. So wouldn't she be showing there slightly? Be a, I don't, or, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll defer to a woman here, well, this Nikki. Is it, Nikki, how, do, how does it work? <laughs> how, where do babies come from? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell one. you off air. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Um, if she had got pregnant two months ago from the English teacher, 
I think she would have had morning sickness before that. Yeah. I think there would have been some sign of it. So that leads me to believe that it's someone on the island. It could be Jin. It could be someone else. I think it could be Michael. Because yeah. Michael, you know, there was a, a closeness between mm. them. He would then father another super psychic baby. That's what I'm thinking. Aiden, what are you thinking? Such son doesn't lie. Look at those eyes. Mm. Did, I tell you what, did you notice her teeth? Perfect teeth. Great teeth. Um, He's got great teeth too, Jin. It's the Koreans. But it's the same thing that... I don't know if we've got this far in the whole episode thing, but you know the thing that took away Bernard's wife's cancer and all this? It's just just the island. It's got to be sort of making... sort of unblocking tubes or whatever. Have we got that far? That's way down the line, yeah. Is it way down the line? (laughs) Cut that bit out. Cut that bit out. But no, it's it's, it's got to be the island, isn't it? I mean, it's... it's, Well, the island... legs got fixed. The island cured lock. Exactly. So is there some chance that the island has unblocked Jin's tube in his... wherever it is? Well... Sawyer healed remarkably quickly, so maybe that's another attribute to the island. You know, and Charlie's process. heroin addiction also took not much time to get over, yeah. which is also yes, it's cold almost turkey, an illness. Wasn't, uh... But there was that bit when they were having oh, that big all... hug, and then Sun sort of looks all happy and smiles. But then she turns; it's that whole zooming into Sun's face and her reaction. She looks yeah. all worried. She looks like she's not telling him the whole truth. Uh, there's got to be more to it. Come on, it's lost. I'm not there's sure. There's got to be more to it, surely. Supposing it's an immaculate conception, <laughs> is, is, that could be possible, couldn't it? We haven't seen a sex scene. You sound right, disappointed. They're, mar- they're married. You kind of assume they kind yeah, of do. Know, well, they, no, there was I... that whole thing that when they're the homecoming the next morning and Hurley was doing the thumbs up wasn't he to Jin going well, hey you know back with, back with the missus that's so, what boys do you know, when they know their friends uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way hey uh, Aiden pregnancy test on the plane was it there randomly do you think it belonged to one of the other characters well I mean that conversation she had with Kate on the beach yeah she said well, have you ever taken a pregnancy test and, and she said reluctantly yes so, and wistfully yeah. oh, do the writers want us to kind of think around that more have they got something planned did she had an abortion is there I don't think it was Kate though who do you think it was it wasn't Kate because she was living with that dirty old farmer. I don't think she was having sex with him. <laughs> Say dirty old farmer, though. <laughs> Go on. I'm, I'm not doing requests today. Okay, Ian. well, I'll just have to press rewind on uh, my maybe she had MP3 to, player. Maybe she had to come to sort of, some sort of arrangement for the rent or something. Possibly. But, but then the, the Marshall guy was pursuing her for a long time. Yeah. So maybe there was, there's more to that relationship than we, than we know. That would, mm. that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? There's a bit uh, of Pregnancy test made by Widmore. Uh, yeah, I spotted mm. that. I mean, the ca- whenever that the camera hangs on precise, something for about five it? seconds, I think you've got to, supposed to read it. Take all notes, all. yes. So I think the name Widmore, we should all log in our brains and, you know. It's popped up before, hasn't it, Widmore? It was in one of Charlie's flashback scenes. Yeah. It was a construction site, so Wid- there must yeah. be quite a big company if they've made it to UK. Maybe it's like the Lost Virgin, as in, you know, not the Virgin Mary, but like Virgin the company. They've got sort of, you know, fingers in every pie. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the book that Sawyer is reading is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It's a Judy Bloom book. Now, I remember. I remember from being a kid, they're girls' books. I've read it. It's about a young girl trying to decide on religion and awaiting her first period. And asking her mother to buy her a bra. And it was a good book at the time. Because now I've done that thing of, you see a book on Lost, I've got the third policeman, my sister very kindly bought me Bad Twin. Should I be getting this? The Judy Bloom book. Will it add to the uh, the whole Lost phenomenon? I don't believe so. Okay. What did Sawyer say? He said, um, not oh, no, enough sex, sex in it yeah. or something. Yeah. And it's about, like, a 12-year-old girl oh. or something like that. So, yeah, quite an inappropriate oh, statement. Henry <laughs> Gale, uh, moving on very quickly, is in it quite a lot. I find, to be honest, in this episode, it's, an, it's quite a good episode. After yeah. last week's, it's a little bit of a come down. But the Henry Gale stuff is what really excited me. Uh, Aidan, what do you think? Is, is he another? He has no eyebrows. Have you not noticed? <gasps> you cannot trust a man with no eyebrows. I had not noticed that, no. But He well, draws a map. He, he must a be map. the Balloonist. He, no, he must be an other because he drew the map. Because if you remember when Rousseau, yes. eventually, yes. when she captured him in, in the net, then 
she shot him with an arrow and he was unconscious and Saeed carried him back to camp, yeah. back to the hatch. I remember that, yeah. So all of that stuff, how does he know the way to the hatch? He was unconscious when he was carried there. Oh. Yeah, that's, I hadn't thought about that. That's that really good. good stuff, yeah. isn't it? And so I, still, I still think Russo's training them, as in like, you know, our, the survivors, as in the whole, I know how to deal with these people 16 years, it's your turn. Because she said to him, she said he will lie mm. for ages and ages and ages, but he is one of them. And I think she's just letting them, you know, learn themselves what these people are like. If he isn't another let's assume that for a second why is he playing mind games with jack and Locke? because he's stirring that up isn't he i'd like it to be if he's not another that it's a third thing that he's not this henry gale balloonist he's not another he's something else we haven't even considered who's maybe related to the project or has been there longer than russo maybe mm. he's this he's got some connection to the island that we don't even know about or haven't considered in any way at all the quote from the book Men reject their prophets and slay them, but they love their martyrs and honour those whom they have slain. I've read about this book. It's supposed I've to be read the, about this the book. book. <laughs> <laughs> the actual book itself. No, it's it's like the talking book. <laughs> it's supposed to be like Dostoevsky's opus or something, and it has a lot of uh, daddy issues in it, and it's about patricide, you know, killing mm. your father, and lots and lots of sons who all have complicated problems to do with their father, which is exactly the same as a lot of the characters. Yeah. Uh, every character in Lost has an issue with their father, I think, somehow. Yeah. Mm. But it's also about existential worries and whether God is there, whether he's not. Nikki's uh, looked confused and now pretending to look impressed. I'm though. highly <laughs> impressed with the, the vocabulary range that's going down today. There's some confusion in this, because in, in this scene, you can't hear through his cell door today. Mm. Is, that, uh, is that because they're playing the music? Or is that because Henry Gale has got... We mentioned this last week, didn't we, that Henry Gale may have super hearing. Yeah, yeah, he seems to have some kind of ability to hear. But then they couldn't hear him. They couldn't hear Anne Lucia talking, which is mm. slightly strange. So Maybe it's just an inconsistency on the part of the I think it's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, 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 it must be. Um, so, OK, listen, we'll discuss further. Uh, it's competition time. Three people this week will win lost goodie bags, and one of those will go into the draw to win the big bunker of exclusive lost prizes, some of which are signed by the cast and co-creator of Lost, Damon Lindelof. The question is, what day of the week does Rose tell Bernard that it is? Is it A, Saturday, B, Sunday, or C, Monday? Call 090111111080, leave your answer, your name and your telephone number. Calls cost 25 pence a minute, or you can text the word LOST, then your answer to 83188. Each text will cost you 25 pence. Excellent episode again in terms of the relationship between Jack and Locke. Possibly losing power within the group. They're isolating themselves and are not, you know, being the leaders that they once were. He, well, he's got all those issues with Kate at the moment with the, the kiss and... But yeah, no, you're right. And it's it's interesting that when the pair of them are with Henry Gale and Locke seems to have a very different reaction to the possibility of him being an other, to Jack seems to be panicking a lot and Locke seems to be very whimsical and strokey beard and like, hmm, it's interesting. I thought it was interesting when Locke was, was talking to <laughs> Anna Lucia and he described the hatch as being my hatch. Yeah, Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? I guess he did discover it, so in a way it kind of is his Surely he has to hatch. relinquish control of it now, though. It's everyone. It's the it's people's everyone's. hatch. Uh, Anna Lucia says Jack and Locke are too busy worrying about Locke and Jack. There's something weird going on like there, isn't there? a married couple. Mm. Your great homoerotic scene when Jack comes out of the shower and Locke's there. <laughs> did you notice that? There and was Locke's no there. covering up of the towel Not at, at all. all. And Locke's eyes go down. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, seriously, you watch it again. I noticed this. I, I, I how, trained how to spot these things. How did you watch this? I did, so his eyes, his eyes go down. He checks out Jack, then he, he pops back up. 
the eyes. I think Locke's doing it to be vaguely intimidating. I think Locke's using it more as a power game than, than Jack is, because Jack thought he was comfortable at the top. Mm. And I don't think Jack's as aware of the whole power struggle as Locke is. I think you're wrong. Maybe they're yeah, frustrated maybe. by the same things. Maybe that Locke's frustrated because he knows the island cannot do without, or they can't do without Jack because he's the doctor. Mm. And maybe for the same reason, Jack's thinking, well, you know, I don't know what you've got that's so important. Why are you trying to struggle for the power? Because you're just Locke, you're mm. just Mr. Zen, but I'm doctor. So. But surely Jack will always have one up because he has got those doctor skills. There's hardly an episode goes by where someone doesn't need the doctor. Locke's got the hunting and the tracking skills. They exactly. don't hunt anymore. Well, just well we just no, we just don't sit. Well, they got yeah, they got the Dharma flakes. Okay, they? listen, Jack. <laughs> well, the Dharma, fl- Dharma, the Dharma flakes. flakes. Now, interesting, you mentioned that. <laughs> that on the box, I noticed. I jotted this down. The cereal that Locke is eating, the, the Dharma flakes, on the box has D I nine F F T R seven three one written on the front. Now, I'm assuming. Tell me if you think this is right. D I Dharma initiative. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, and if you convert those letters to numbers, it becomes nine. Three three eight seven seven three one. That's if you did it on a telephone. Those are the coordinates for Nigeria. <laughs> what? what? Did you just work that out right now? I've researched. You are an evil genius of this. Episode. That's yeah. what this is all about. Yeah. What, the, the whole of Nigeria. The whole of Ni- those are the coordinates <laughs> for the whole of Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria is where Echo's from, isn't it? Yeah. So, so what the, fl- the the flakes are Nigerian brown flakes. No, so. I'm just saying <laughs> it might be a clue. Oh, it's, as right. to the placement of the island in the world geography. Got you. Uh, well, let, let, let's move on from that, shall we? <laughs> didn't get the reaction I was I like, expecting. I liked it. It's good. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> now, there's an interesting uh, thing between Anna Lucia and Jack. When she comes out uh, speaking to Henry Gale, and he says to Anna Lucia, I didn't tell anyone. What the hell is that about? Like, it doesn't make sense. Did you spot that? Yeah, I, I remember this, the phrase, but what, what's the scene again when Jack... She, Anna Lucia, is, I think, has come out from speaking to Henry Gale. Yeah. And there's, there's a bit of interplay going on. Uh, and then Jack says, I didn't tell anyone. No, it's because he's saying, don't worry, I didn't tell you, but I also didn't tell anyone else. That's what I took it as being. It really? So he's like, I know I didn't tell you, I'm really sorry, but don't worry, it's not just you. But I he doesn't... He, if that were the case, he would say it like, I, I didn't tell anyone. Well, maybe he's just a rubbish actor. Oh. What's, what's he referring to? Not telling <laughs> anyone about Henry or about her seeing well, this Henry? Is, this is or about, is there another... I, I read it as there was another secret between the two. Oh, I see. Uh, maybe the army stuff. Because we've not heard much about that mm. since you said how long did it take mm. to train an army, so maybe... Mm. I just think it was just because she was like, mm, Locke told me, you didn't tell me. And because, you know, there's been a little bit of sexual tension between those two before, yeah. maybe he expects that... She expects Tequila that he sunrise. would tell her yeah. some more things. Maybe they hopped on the good foot and did the bad thing the night before, you never know. I'll work out what that means and get back to you. <laughs> uh, now, the, the balloon hunt. This, this is uh, oh, exciting. Yeah. Are they going to find a balloon, or are they all going to get captured and, and traded off? Aidan, what do you think? To anyone's guess, but it sounds like from the end of the episode that they're going to get traded off, isn't it? There's going to be some sort of trap. He wouldn't say it unless there was something there. Mm, I think that they're going to find a balloon. It's kind of likely because it, it would be too obvious for them to get captured and then get traded off. That that is too obvious now that they've said that. I don't know. It could provide a really good storyline. I think all the psychological stuff that seems to be going on in the hatch that maybe, you know, say it's an experiment, maybe that's what Henry's doing. He's kind of getting their reaction from that. But then, as you say, maybe there will be a balloon. But mm. then, would it be his balloon? Or would it be someone else's balloon? Or... He does what he's, The thing he says doesn't quite make sense when he says, uh, if I were one of the others, uh, I would send them to a secluded spot where there would be an ambush, ton to ton to ton. How would the ambush work? Because the others wouldn't know that he'd sent them there 
unless the hatch was being bugged. Or, well, this, this thing or, in the orientation film, we, we, it says like it's two of six and that you know the things are connected. So who's to say there aren't cameras all over the place, watching over the whole island, watching everybody what everyone's doing? So or they could have a plan. It's like if one of you gets captured. Just say that you were in a balloon and that you draw them a map. <laughs> the balloon ploy. Will, will, will it's that classic balloon ploy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you go to a festival and one of you gets lost, you have a plan to yeah. meet by the balloon. The by the portaloos. Yeah. Charlie had a gun. Where do you get that from? Oh, Sawyer. Sawyer. But it's just odd that he would have one. He's getting really good on my nerves. Oh, but no, no one's wigged on that. He did Sawyer's bidding, didn't he? So he, Sawyer, Sawyer owed him something for, yeah. for going but, and getting But then Side and Anastasia should have spotted that. Come on, they should have spotted that because all the guns are with Sawyer. They should have gone, where'd you get the gun from? Mm. Hang on. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe mm. you two are in cahoots. I did love the bit when he goes, are you looking at my bum? <laughs> I, d- I didn't like that bit. <laughs> I just find everything he does a little bit irritating. And I, sh- I should be careful irritating. saying this because the chances are I'm going to bump into him at some point. You know, it's quite possible. Well, you know, you, you mingle with the celebrities. I Ian. mingle with all of the stars at China Whites and various other nightclubs. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I don't at all. I never go out. Uh, Charlie and Saeed were building something. What, what was that? That's not been mentioned before, has it? Is it a dining room they, table? Yeah. yeah. And they've got like a trestle. Is that for like some sort of ivy or mile a minute? You know, they're going to sort of have a nice decorated background or something. Apparently, I don't know about gardening. Maybe it's a restaurant. <laughs> The, 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 lost, the lost themed experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll see more of that as the series progresses. After the break, we have your lost theories, and we'll hear the latest updates on the lost experience from Nikki. And if that wasn't enough, we've also got a preview of next week's episode of Lost, and we'll hear what happened when Geeky Tom met up with Jin. Since the dawn of time, man has been curious, imagining all that is possible. The Hanzo Foundation, reaching out to a better tomorrow. Discover the experience for yourself. Go to thehanzofoundation.org. You're listening to UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee. I'm with Nikki, Paul and Aidan down the hatch. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Right, now it's your turn to analyse the clues as we turn a critical eye over your lost theories. Remember that each one gets marked out of ten, so it doesn't hurt to suck up as long as it's not to Tom. And you can see our leaderboard on the Channel 4 Radio website, channel4radio.com forward slash forum. OK, I've not read these. This is my favourite part of doing this show, so we'll see. Theory one is by Inspector Chubb, and it's the Apollo theory. Every single item of food in the hatch bears the Dharma logo, except for one, the Apollo chocolate bars. Now, this may take a moment, but bear with me. As we all know, Apollo was the name used by the ancient Greeks to describe a cluster of stars seen in the northern hemisphere made up of six constellations. Cygnus, the swan, Sagitta, the arrow, Orion, the hunter, Crater, the goblet, Corvus, the crow. Ophiochus, the serpent handler. Thank you for putting that phonetically, Inspector Chubb. The naming of the chocolate could be seen as just a sneaky way to inform viewers where the hatches got their code names. A bit of study into the Greek god Apollo's story and the virtues he represented reveals a lot of themes running parallel with those of Lost. He was the god of disease, the sickness, healing, Locke's legs, medicine, Jack, sun, shamanism, Locke, Mr Echo, prophecy, Claire's psychic, Walton is supercomputer. <laughs> and finally, wisdom and reason, the faith versus science debate. Apollo was the god of light while his brother Dionysus represented darkness, the battle between black and white, another key idea supporting theories in the show. Finally, Apollo was born on a mythical island that he formed sacred bonds with. It was not joined to the earth, but rather floated the sea surrounded by swans. Could Claire's baby, Aaron, already known as a special child, named after Moses' brother, have ties to the island established long before he was even conceived? Could the gods have wanted this child on the island? And before any theories about Aaron being the new messiah spring to mind, remember this. The verb apollio means to destroy. 
Uh, Nikki, tell me what, what any of that means, please. I think um, he's obviously done a lot of research and he's discovered... I'm, I'm assuming this is a, is a man. It's Inspector Chubb. OK, uh, so it may be a woman. Or um, Chubb Lock. Inspector Chubb Lock. <laughs> um, Other locks are available, of course. But I believe that, that Inspector Chubb has done a lot of research and has sort of gotten to the minds of perhaps the producers and the writers of the show, but hasn't taken it to the next level as to what is actually happening on the island. The, the Apollo bars are interesting. There's another Apollo bar mm. pops up in uh, this this episode. That's about it, really. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you well, I'm, not, I'm not sure I got all of that as you galloped through the last part of that. But I was getting bored. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with Nikki. I just don't think it's really saying anything about mm. why they're there. It's fair enough, Greek gods, but why? But then, wasn't Apollo also a Roman god? Was Apollo? They knew him from the Greeks. Oh, okay. So he wasn't he the god of war? Mm-hmm. For, for, well, this I mean. So if you go down this road of just the Greek mythology, that things do hang together. I quite like the fact that, you know, the constellations, we've got the swan, the arrow, and the serpent handler, which is the medical station logo. So that's, yeah. that, that, that's quite cool. But the, okay. so, as so you say, they're, they're, it's it explains nothing, detail. though. It says where the creators might have got some of their names and ideas from. Exactly. It doesn't tell exactly. us what's it doesn't happening. It doesn't say like a god is controlling the island. Mm. Okay, well that's uh, a load of old rubbish then. Theory 2 is by Court Evo. It's the consciousness theory. Hi Ian and team. Whilst watching the Charlie dream sequence, I noticed something strange. Upon re-watching that scene, I realised I could hear a plane noise. But not just any old plane. It sounded remarkably like the Beechcraft plane that is central to Echo's story and was also in Locke's dream, etc. Upon analysing that scene, I noticed how you can just about make out a shadow which appears to crash in the background. Now, at first, I thought this shadow was the black smoke, but I have since come to the conclusion it must indeed be the Beechcraft drug plane. This further ties Charlie and Locke's story into Echo's current theme. I also reckon that this dream further signifies that the island Dharma, or more likely Hanso Foundation, are manipulating or testing specific losties to see how they react in certain situations. The crux of my theory is that despite the island's apparent mind manipulation, the losties still have a choice. And as Locke indicated to Charlie in The Moth, season one, choice is important as it is the best form of consciousness and this may be important in the battle that lays ahead. Possibly. <laughs> Rubbish up until then and then it, and it ends with keep up the good work Ian. So uh, it wins me round right on the last line. Thank you, uh, Court Evo. Uh, again, but the, what, what's going on? Have the government followed through that plan to put LSD in the water? Because <laughs> it seems that both of these are vaguely influenced by that. Uh, Aidan? Uh, I have no idea what she's talking about. No, plane? Shadow? It, well, Paul, you're, you're the editor of Lost Magazine. Th- this shadow thing in the background, have you spotted this? That, is this... It, this is actually pretty good stuff, because um, if you've got high-definition TV and it's widescreen, you do actually see the plane come in on the left-hand side of the screen. Which bit? In exactly uh, which bit? Uh, the bit where he sees uh, Charlie sees his mother and Claire going, right. you've got it's, to save the it's baby. It's the religious, the religious oh, bit. When Hurley yeah. comes out yeah. as a Because you hear a crash sound, figure. but you do actually apparently see a plane. Now, I don't know whether it was the oceanic plane or the Nigerian plane, but there's definitely a plane that comes in and crashes. It's the Nigerian the plane. So it's a Nigerian yeah. plane. No, that, so, that's, so that's good. So that, that's the good stuff. Okay. But again, it doesn't go anywhere with it. It's yeah. what they keep doing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of a whole lot of guff, as Tom would say. Oh, dear. Well, Nicky's very uh, vehement in uh, <laughs> dismissal. Of that. OK, theory three is by Hannah Banana. <laughs> That's a nice name. It's my favourite already. It's the magnetic brain theory. I like this one. It sounds good. The Hanso Foundation was working on the island on top secret electromagnetic experiments, which failed due to an incident. Many Hanso scientists and test subjects were killed, and to stop another incident, Hanso buried the source in concrete, the hatch. 
Years of electromagnetic pressure led the survivors on the island. The original scientists, now known as the others, to go a little bit crazy due to their brains being slowly mashed by the electromagnetic pulses spread over the island. This is why everyone's hallucinating. And why the others believe that a prophesied child would save them from the island. In conclusion, the others want to take the children so they can get home and soon everyone who stays on the island will start to think that way too as their brains are slowly being crushed by the electromagnetic pulses. Again, doesn't really say that much. Yes, we know it's electromagnets, a, a big thing of it. Paul? Yeah, again, that's the theme this week, isn't it? I mean, you know, Hannah Banana, I was loving the name. <laughs> Beyond the, the introduction of the person's name, I got, I got a bit lost. Uh, uh, my problem with this, uh, Nikki, I don't know if you agree, is that uh, Hannah Banana is just saying the others are crazy. Absolutely. And they're not crazy, I don't think. I think they're, they're they very calculated, yeah. actually. Yeah. Aidan? Yeah. I think it's sensible, straightforward stuff. I think I think it's perfectly plausible. Okay, well let's we we give it marks out of ten. We'll start with theory one by Inspector Chubb. The Apollo theory is all about the Greek gods and Apollo. What do we reckon? Marks out of ten. A six, I think. Six, Nikki. It's a five for me. Uh, six. Okay, I'm gonna give it a five. What does that average out? Five and a half. Can we do halves? No, we just go down to five. Shameful. Uh, theory two uh, by Court Evo. The consciousness theory. This is the thing. Spots the plane in the, the side of the shot, but doesn't really expand on anything. Nikki, what do you think? Marks out of ten. I think it's a three. Actually. Yeah. Aiden. Yeah. No, it's not not much really for me. Two. Mm. Three. Mm, I'm gonna give it two. What does it average out? Two and a half. Can we give it half? No, it goes down to two. Okay, lovely. <laughs> wow, this is working out well. I'm being harsh today. Uh, and Hannah Banana, the magnetic brain theory. Aiden. Uh, eight. Seven, Ooh. seven, seven. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Bad yeah, reactions there. Um, wow. Seven. Okay. Uh, no, you go, hey, listen, you go with what you want to go with. Ignore us. No, I'm, I, I succumb to peer pressure every time. Okay, good work. Paul. Five. Yeah. Six. Six. Oh, I'll give it. I'll give it like five. Average out about six. I don't know. Yeah. Don't write in and complain that this isn't a scientific. <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, it's not the exact average score that you've. Uh, tough. I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, you can see the five top theories and the five worst theories at channel4radio.com forward slash forum. Uh, you can also send your theories to us at UKLost at channel4.com. My theory is staying pretty similar, uh, as it constantly does. There wasn't much information in this episode, I think, that would change my theory. I still believe. Here we go. Two super brain computers, one Walt, one his evil twin is connected to. They're controlling the island, playing like a kind of game of chess. That's a new bit. Electromagnetics, if uh, the button releases the electromagnetic charge, if they don't do that, then the, the whole world gets sucked in on itself and destroyed. That's a new bit, actually. I, yeah. I made that. We'll go with that. Okay, lovely. That'll bad do twin, me. is that where you got the evil twin thing from? Uh, bad twin. Well, I've not read the bad twin yet, but yes. Right. Yes. Uh, anyway, listen, thank you for those theories. Now, Nikki, you have been monitoring the online lost experience. Anything for Further to report. Yes, well, last week I was telling you how um, Rachel Blake turned up at Comic Con and mm. um, she led everyone. Comic Con, to... this is the big international comic yeah, it, fair. Yeah, it, it started off as a comic type convention and, and now it's sort of expanded to include television shows and, okay. and other sort of things like that. And she did a big sort of appearance there and accused Damon Lindelof and, and Carlton Cuse of, of having no shame and saying to them it's all real and it's not just a TV show mm. and all that sort of stuff. And she turns around and she's got a website URL on her T-shirt and it says hanzoexposed.com. Um, now, this website's been in play for sort of a week and a half now and um, it seems that every two or three days they're releasing different fragments of media. So Rachel Blake's sort of giving people clues and they've appeared all over the place They've appeared on Sprite's site, on Rachel's blog, on Channel 4, on the podcast last week. That yes, one that we, Damon had was that, actually that was, real. We're referring to that, was it? That yeah, was a proper yeah. thing. So okay. if you listen to last week's and put that code in, it, it will definitely work. Okay. So basically, when you go 
to the website, you put in the code and it releases a new piece of video. They don't seem to be too long. There's 19 currently out there at the moment and there's slots on this timeline for 70. So it looks like we've got a wee way to go. And you can move, the, you don't know which order they come in. You have to move them around and That's find right. the right order. The 19 are out there. Have yeah. you seen those 19? I have and it looks really interesting because it looks like it's another orientation type video okay. from the Dharma Initiative. Um, and then there's also some stuff of the evil guy from the Hanzo Foundation, Thomas Werner Mittelwerk. So um, I'm lost so far as to what's okay. going on. So we basically, we were just having to keep an eye out over the next few weeks mm. for these these codes. Absolutely. And go, what's the website we need to go to if again? If you go to channel4.com forward slash lost and check out the blog there, they're keeping a good track of all of the codes that have come okay. out. So, you know, if you're a little bit lazy and can't be bothered searching the web yourself, then Perfect. you can... Excellent stuff. We'll keep uh, an eye out on that. Let us know we'll how that do. goes. Uh, you are listening to UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee. And once again, we've sent Geeky Tom off to interview a member of the Lost cast. This week, we have his interview with Daniel Day Kim, who plays Jin. Let's see how he got on. Tom? Hi, it's Tom. I'm here with Daniel Day Kim, who plays uh, Jin on the show. Right, so you said you wanted to ask me some questions to maybe turn things around a bit. Absolutely, and thank you for the opportunity. First of all, it's so great to meet you. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and, you know, it's, it's really great. And did you ever think the show would be so successful? Well, you know, I've, I've always uh, thought that Lost was a brilliant idea, right from the start. Series 1, it went really well, and I think Series 2 is doing well too. The ratings for Series 2 have dropped off a little bit. Do you think people are starting to lose interest, or uh, what, what do you think is going on with the show here in Britain? I think that it's just preparing itself for a dramatic finale, similar to season one. I think there's going to be a lot going on later on that I'm sure will interest the fans and the ratings will peak at an astronomical level. You see, Tom, there is no reason for me to be answering these questions because <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I think our show's got a lot of things that people will remain interested in if they hang on. And uh, I know like there are a number of fans who are a little bit frustrated now because they feel like they, they want more answers, but there is a vision for the show, and uh, you know the rate at which we get to the end um, is determined a lot by audience reaction and, and fans like yourself, and so we're going to get there. Now, tell me what you think about the diversity of the cast, and do you think that has an effect on the show's popularity? I think it does. I, I, I enjoy the diversity. I'm definitely having actors from nearly, well, quite a few nationalities. I think it adds, adds depth and appeals to uh, a, a wide audience. I think uh, the diversity on the show is actually one of the strongest elements of it. I think that in many ways our show presents a microcosm of the world and uh, if you take the theory that it's really a story about people learning to survive amongst themselves, you can expand that to a more global perspective. Alright, so the next question is, what would you like to see happen at the end? Well, you know, the obvious. I want to see the, see the numbers count down to zero. I want to see Jack make get together with Kay or maybe Sawyer I don't, I'm quite decided on you that you want Jack yeah. to get together with Sawyer maybe you know we're in, this is the new millennium anything yeah. you know we're, it's a very tolerant society so speak your mind okay then yeah maybe that could be a possibility or maybe the more obvious Jack getting together with Kate or Sawyer getting together with Kate maybe. tell me now there's a little more gratuitous sex the second season there seem to be a lot of guys taking off their shirts things like that do you think that viewers want to see more of this or do you think do you see it as a distraction to the higher themes that, that uh, the creators are trying to, to communicate I see it as a more of a plot device I think it adds to uh, the character's depth it kind of shows a bit more reason why characters could be interested in each other. Do you think it's coincidental that of all the people that could have crash landed on the island that it's these 12 people who happen to be young, virile and very good looking? <laughs> I think it is just purely coincidental. 
I think it was just a very good-looking plane. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. I <laughs> think only the good-looking people survive on this island, and uh, you know that's. I think it's really uh, a metaphor for the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that. <laughs> I know you think that, though. I was speaking more you for are, you. Absolutely, I, yes. I totally think that good-looking people get a lot further in life. So, are you saying that ugly people <laughs> should only strive for small, meaningless goals? If that is all they accomplish, but these roles need to be taken up by somebody. So, <laughs> in your opinion, <laughs> ugly people should be doing the menial tasks <laughs> of society whilst the beautiful people should be taking on the more meaningful jobs and perhaps running the country. Well, we've got Tony Blair in, in power here. I was going to say, how does that explain Margaret Thatcher? It doesn't. It's the vital, it's the big flaw in my, my world order here. I see, I see. <laughs> I'll let you ask a question or two now. How's that? Okay, that's brilliant. What is the funniest thing you've ever had to sign or the strangest thing you've had to sign? Well, I was actually requested to sign a woman's breast but I did not do it because I was told by uh, one of the other cast members that you are subject to a lawsuit if for some reason something happens and you're signing a woman's breast has something to do with, you know, if she happens to be married and there's some conflict in the relationship. So I opted not to sign the breast. <laughs> so I signed her butt. There we go. No, that's no. not true. I didn't sign her butt. I didn't, I didn't sign any part of her body. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. No, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for that, Tom. This is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio, and if you haven't already got your name down for the draw to win the big bunker of exclusive Lost prizes, then what are you waiting for? Here's your chance. In our competition each week, three people will win Lost goodie bags. One of those will go into the draw to win the big bunker of exclusive Lost prizes, some of which are signed by the cast and co-creator of Lost, Damon Lindelof. This week's question is, what day of the week does Rose tell Bernard that it is. Is it A, Saturday, B, Sunday, or C, Monday? You can call 09011 leave your answer, your name, and your telephone number. Calls cost 25 pence a minute. Or you can text the word LOST, then your answer, to 83188. Each text costs 25 pence. Now, if you at home think you could do as good a job as my brilliant panellists, then why not join us? Send me an email at uklost at channel4.com and you could be joining us next week and having your say on episode 17. To keep you going until then, here's a preview from next week's episode of Lost. Hang on to your generic MP three players, things are about to go very, very wrong in the hatch. John? What's going on? Talk to me. Will you be quiet? Just tell me what's happening. What the hell is... Will you shut up? Five. Maybe you ten, should get Jack. Three. I said shut up! Oh dear. We'll be down the hatch once more next week, sifting for clues and discussing your lost theories and discovering what exactly the hatch has dealt up this time. And there'll be more chances to win those fantastic lost prizes. So thank you very much to my panellists, Nikki, Paul and Aidan. Thanks for coming down here. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, I'm Ian Lee. And remember, the button is increasingly bad. Listening to a download from Channel 4. To find more downloads like this, go to channel4radio.com.